Welcome to the $100 MBA Show, the podcast that's cooler than the other side of the pillow with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And of course, today's intro is my way of paying homage to Stuart Scott, the late Stuart Scott, one of the best sportscasters in the history of TV and radio. Somebody that I grew up watching on SportsCenter, a big influence on me growing up. Stuart Scott's legacy is absolutely something to look into. Guys, today we have a great, great lesson. In this episode, you will learn what to consider when selling physical products. If you have a business, a physical brick-and-mortar business, or an online business that offers, that delivers physical products, there are a few things you need to be aware of, a few things you need to look out for and consider. And I want to give you my personal advice. I've had a physical product business in the past. It was very successful. I'm going to share some of the insights that I learned from it, as well as some of the things I had challenges with, some of the things I learned the hard way. Let me get into it. So let's get down to business. Today's episode is sponsored by Future Advisor. Think you'll have enough money to retire? Not necessarily. Hidden broker fees and unexpected taxes make your advisor and Uncle Sam richer while you slave away through your 70s. But not with Future Advisor. Just plug in your investments and let Future Advisor take it from there. The whole thing takes two minutes. So do what I did. Go to futureadvisor.com slash MBA and get a free portfolio analysis. That's futureadvisor.com slash MBA. Before you start considering selling physical goods or delivering physical goods to your audience, to your customers, you need to ask yourself a tough question. Do you really need to? Do you really need to have inventory? Or can you do any sort of drop shipping? What drop shipping is, is you have a vendor where you get the actual product from where you sell. Now, this is obviously a case where you're not creating the product yourself. This is if you were selling iPads, for example. So you'd buy your iPads from another vendor, and then you would take those iPads, put them in your inventory, and then sell them on your online store, or physical store for that matter. But let's say in this example, it's an online store. Can you get that vendor to drop ship for you? What drop shipping means is that instead of you holding inventory, you could just tell that vendor when you get an order that you need to ship out that product and they will ship it out for you. That way they hold all the inventory. They're holding inventory anyway. And then when you get an order, you can go ahead and have them ship it out. That way you don't have to spend any money or space on inventory. And in many cases, you can save money because you don't have to purchase that product from the vendor until you actually need to when you get an order. Now, some vendors are going to require you to purchase a certain amount of a product which is fine. You can still do that, but have them hold the product and ship it out when you actually get an order. So drop shipping is something you really should consider. There's plenty of books on Amazon about drop shipping because Amazon stores are all about drop shipping. So you should check that out. But if you do create your products, that's a different story. So in my example, I had a clothing line and we created our own clothing. It was hand tailored and we had a team of tailors that would tailor this clothing from scratch, from textile to a completed product, packaged and everything. So if you're creating your own products, you're going to need your own inventory. So you need to ask yourself, where are you going to store this inventory? Is your business just growing right now and you're going to have it in your garage? Are you going to have some storage space that you can use? Take a look at where your inventory is going to be held because you got to make sure your stock, your inventory is in good condition. Is the place ventilated? Does it have climate control? 
Are you free from any kind of leaks or any kind of, you know, flooding in that area? This is extremely important because you don't want to lose all your inventory on mold or maybe the heat has gotten to your product and damaged it. It could be a huge problem. So make sure where you house or where you store your inventory is in a great place for your product. Now, believe it or not, my inventory was clothing and it needed to be climate controlled. If the temperature is above or below a certain degree, it will damage the clothing. So that's something I had to consider when I had inventory. The second thing is that when I started to grow, you know, I couldn't just have my product in my own home. I had to have it in a central location and I had to have somebody manage my inventory because one, I was shipping out my inventory out to different places. So I had to find a company that can help me do that. So my advice is try to find a company that is based closest to where you get the most orders. So if you're based, say, for example, in Ohio, and most of your orders are in Los Angeles, then it makes more sense to have your inventory in Los Angeles and not where you're based because you want to save money on shipping to your customers. You're going to ship all your products to that inventory one time. That's going to save you a bit more money than having to ship it from Ohio every single time your customers order. Speaking of shipping, at the start, you need to make some decisions on how you're going to ship. Are you going to ship locally, maybe just in your state or your town or your area, nationally in your country, or are you going to ship internationally? How much is that going to cost you in terms of shipping? Who pays for it? Are you going to offer free shipping or is the customer going to pay for their shipping? This is all something you need to consider, especially if you're trying to hit a certain price point with your products. And especially with the trend of free shipping being something that people expect now. If you're in the U.S., there's three major shipping options. There's the U.S. Postal Service, there's UPS, and there's FedEx. They all have different pricing depending on how fast you ship. If you're promising five-day or two-day or overnight, you have to take a look at those options and see how you're going to charge for shipping. Are you going to charge a flat rate or are you going to do it based on where they are, how far they are from your inventory? Guys, I got more on this topic. I got a whole lot more. And I got some really solid advice I want to give you when it comes to selling your physical products. But before that, let me give some love to today's sponsor, Future Advisor. Future Advisor is the best way to plan for your retirement. Their Nobel Prize winning strategy and intuitive financial software ensures you get the most out of your investments. So you're able to retire sooner. They've been featured in Fortune, Wall Street Journal, and Fox News, and their software is so efficient, they'll show you where your current portfolio is lacking and how to fix it for free. Again, just plug in your investments and let Future Advisor take it from there. The whole thing takes two minutes. You can make the changes yourself, or if you'd like, Future Advisor will manage your portfolio for a fraction of what an advisor charges. When I started with Future Advisor, I just plugged in my investments, made sure I had a little room for growth, and it was super easy. I was done before I knew it. And I knew that my retirement planning was taken care of. I mean, I looked at other services, other robo-advisors, and this one's the best. I mean, I've tried a lot. And in a lot of ways, I wish my parents could have had something like this. It would have made their life a whole lot easier and maybe even their retirement even better. If you have any type of retirement account, do what I did. Go to futureadvisor.com MBA and get this free portfolio analysis. Future Advisor, a report about your money, a plan for the future in under two minutes. And it's free. So go to futureadvisor.com slash MBA. One of the best pieces of advice I can give you if you're selling physical products is to start with as few products as possible. Do not launch with 100 products. You may just need to launch with one or two great products. The more products, the more SKUs or unique products that you offer, the more inventory you're going to have, the more challenges you'll have. In my clothing line, 
I had so many different products, so many SKUs. Don't make that mistake. It was a lot of work to keep up with. I sold one shirt and it came in many colors and different sizes. So just one shirt, I was looking at about 10 to 12 different versions of that shirt because you got a large in blue, you got a extra large in yellow, right? So it's all these different colors and different sizes. So you got to make sure that you minimize the number of products you're selling at the beginning. Hone in and make sure you have some best sellers. Make sure that your business and your systems are working properly. Then grow slowly. Add products as you grow. Get feedback from your customers. A good example of this is Harry's.com. It's a large company, but they started out with just one or two different products. Then they added some accessories, some things like shaving cream. But they honed in, they made sure that they had a great product that sold well, and then they added products to the product line. So again, at the start, try to grow slowly. Another piece of advice I want to give you in a physical product business, it's really important for you to invest in sales. It might be a good idea to hire a salesperson that can help you get into large events so people can touch and feel and see your products. I say large events because it's really not worth your while when you go to these smaller events, local events, because it it does cost a lot to set up a table in a booth, and sometimes you won't even break even. This is my experience. So go to a larger event where you can get access to thousands and thousands of people. You may want to consider wholesale, selling your products to vendors directly. So they can sell it in their stores. I used to do this with my leftover inventory. Sometimes I had shirts that didn't sell because there were odd sizes or you know there were different colors or something like that. And I would sell them by bulk to different vendors and they just sold them in their stores. So these are some things you may want to consider. And lastly, I want to tell you that in business, sometimes you have to be very clinical and not emotional with your decisions. Sometimes we create these wonderful products and we fall in love with them. We say, no, this is my baby. I can't kill this for my product line. Sometimes you have to. You have to do that so you can focus on the things that do work. So make sure you take a look at your business from an objective point of view. Try to remove that emotional attachment from the things you've created. It's hard, but you got to do it to see your business grow. All right, guys, that wraps up today's lesson. Guys, don't forget that on Saturday and Sunday, it's Q&A weekends where we answer your question right here on the show. You can send in a question by emailing us at contact at 100mba.net. Or you can use your speak it option, record your question with your voice, and we'll play it right here on the show. Check that out on our show page at 100mba.net slash show. And if you want to be really fancy, you can tweet at me, at bizrepublic, B-I-Z republic. We'd love to hear from you and answer your questions on Q&A weekends. Guys, I want to leave you with this. Selling physical products is a challenge. I know. I've been through it uh, several times. But it has its own rewards. It's something special about seeing somebody use or wear one of your products. You feel like you're really a part of their life. And physical products have their own intrinsic value, which is special in its own way. And often people want to keep buying your products and they may want to buy it for themselves or give it away as a gift. So there is still a lot of room in the market for physical products if that's your thing. It has its own challenges, but I'm sure that you can handle them. I hope some of the advice I gave today helps. Keep moving on. Keep moving forward. I'll see you guys in tomorrow's episode. Take care.